Jack Ferry. Hey, Grace Helbig. How are you? I am good. Welcome to another episode of Not Your D. Thank you very much. Uh, you're welcome very much. Today, we have an exciting, young, sprightly, talented female, Daniela Pineda, on today's episode. Yeah, and I'm really excited because I've actually been a fan of hers have for you? a long time, actually. Really? How yeah. did you get into the Daniela Pineda School of Entertainment? So, believe it or not, she actually auditioned for me. What? Really? Back in New York and back in 2011. Yeah. Holy crap. And so, so um, I was trying to cast her in this show and ultimately the EPs overruled me and I didn't get to, but okay. um, I was like, but you were team Daniela. Yeah, I really was. Cause I was like, she is funny and beautiful and she's got this really rad tattoo. And I was like, she's going to be a, she's going to be a huge star. I just knew she was going to be a huge star. And I was like, I want to get in on this before she's like super famous. Yeah. And sure enough. And Cut then to seven years later, she's exactly. a star of the new Jurassic world. I know. And that's the thing. It's like really exciting. Cause I saw her then she was doing shows for MTV for a while. Mm -hmm. And then, and then when we got, you know, pitched this, like, Hey, would you be interested in having Daniela Pineda? And I was like, wow, what's she been doing? Oh, cool. She's in the new Jurassic world. That's amazing. Yeah. She's got a lead role in Jurassic world fallen King, fallen kingdom. Yes. Uh, which is probably out by the time we release this episode of the podcast. Of course. Uh, and I'm so curious because to me, I'm like, I pursue entertainment. I like to audition and that's, I don't like to audition. I hate it so, <laughs> so deeply and thoroughly. Uh, but it's insane. I've been watching her story of like seeing herself on billboards and seeing yeah, I can all relate of the to that. <laughs> that it must be this goddamn whirlwind. Also, I just got to know about Jeff Goldblum. I know Melissa, you got to know about Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> There's a lot of Jeff Goldblum questions that are going to take over this podcast. Yeah. So I, my apologies in advance, Daniela. <laughs> I'm very excited. Yeah, there's three like very interesting. Like, oh, right. And Chris Pratt, Chris I guess. Pratt. I guess. And also Dallas Bryce Howard. I'm like very oh, yeah. curious about all three of those personalities. How do her bangs stay so in place <laughs> through all of the misadventures they have? <laughs> and all of the running around in heels. Oh, gosh. I mean, I've as a woman that's cut her own bangs twice. <laughs> <laughs> and they get messed up when I like stand up. I don't know how she does it. So hopefully we'll get the inside scoop. Uh, and also like just working in a film that is so much like CGI. Oh yeah. That you act, That's gotta be so strange. To it's gotta be, be so silly. Acting, acting off of, okay, that tennis ball yeah. is gonna eat you. So. so look scared and cry. Yeah. But well, I'm, I, I'm, I'm excited cause I actually just got back from a trip in Hawaii. Which is basically Jurassic Park. Which is basically Jurassic Park. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, I fell in love with it. I'd never been to Hawaii before. It's it's beautiful. It's amazing. It's Hawaii. It's Hawaii. Yeah. It's everything you think it is. Yeah. And um, I think she just got back from there because they were doing a big press event there mm -hmm. where Jeff Goldblum was singing Jurassic <laughs> Jurassic Park. <laughs> the Jeff Goldblum. The Jurassic Park themes because we just did we just did an episode of Jurassic Park for Popcorn yeah. Mitchell and I. And uh, one of our favorite things that we found is people on YouTube have taken the theme song from Jurassic Park and added their own lyrics. And their lyrics oh, yeah. are so stupid. I've seen the <laughs> uh, the old memes where people play like the recorder oh, version. Oh, that's fantastic Yeah, as that's well. a classic. Yeah, a real yeah. classic if you want to take the piss out of something that sounds so <laughs> epic. I yeah. mean, I want to know what Steven Spielberg feels about that. We or the composer. 
Oh, John Williams? Yeah. He probably thinks it's hilarious. He's got to. Or he hates it deeply. I don't know. I think he's probably got a good sense we'll of humor We'll find out. Daniela will know. Yeah, She'll have well, all the answers. Well, Daniela did have a... I noticed today on her Instagram, she had a photo with Steven Spielberg Yeah. Um, on her Instagram. And I was like, oh, so jealous. He's what like a one of my heroes. Uh, yeah. She's existing in a very <laughs> bizarro universe right now that we're going to dive straight into. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, and find out all about that. And also, Jack will be able to directly relate to all of his experiences in Hawaii. Yeah, I can't wait to talk what about that. What was the that. closest, what was the activity in Hawaii you did that was the closest to running away from Velociraptors? <laughs> I guess kayaking with All sea right. turtles. Yeah, that's basically <laughs> the modern day running away from Velociraptors. So I don't think you're really going to impress thing. her with that. But isn't the, isn't the premise of the, sh- of the movie that there's like a, like a volcano goes off or something yeah, like that? Yeah, which how weird that that's yeah, happening. Yeah, because that's exactly what's going on right now in Yeah, Hawaii. and they're trying to preserve the animals and then some bad guys I think are trying to sell the animals for like foul play play the sort of scenario. Oh, so you like hire like a velociraptor hitman? Well, I think they're <laughs> I like trying, that idea. <laughs> it feels like a little bit like there's some weird sex trafficking like overtones with these dinosaurs that they're trying oh, to sell. Yeah. I see. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I don't want to get too deep about that. <laughs> I want to find out about Bryce Dallas Howard's banks. That's right. about as deep sure. as I want to get. Right. So, Got it. Uh, let's, uh, let's get into it. Let's start this interview with Daniela Pineda on Not Too Deep. Yes, what, Jack Ferry? What's that, Grace Halbeck? Today's episode of Not Too Deep is sponsored by the Beyond Burger Beyond Meat. You've oh, heard of I've such I've heard things? of this. It's the uh, uncompromisingly delicious plant-based burger that is packed with protein and better for you and the planet. Yeah, uh, the Beyond Burger is not your hippie college roommate's veggie burger, and I can speak from experience. Yeah, you've they, tried it. It's so good. It's literally like a... Um, a David Blaine magic trick. It looks like real meat when you cook it. It's right. like the most similar to meat that I've ever seen in like a plant-based product before. Yeah, it's um, it's well, it's created for people such as yourself. It's created mm-hmm. for meat lovers. Yeah. In fact, it's the only plant-based burger that is so meaty. It's sold in the meat case at most grocery stores nationwide. That's, that's bold. I, I agree. Yeah, the Beyond Burger is made from simple ingredients implied, applied in fresh ways. They use protein from peas, potato starch, and coconut oil without gluten, soy, or GMOs. And their plant-based Beyond Burger comes with less baggage and more benefits, so you can eat what you love and feel better while doing it. So this summer, add some sizzle to your grill with this revolutionary burger that satisfies even the most ravenous of carnivores. If you're ready to taste the future of protein made from plants, visit beyondmeat.com grace and click on the where to find button to find the local retailer near you. That's beyondmeat.com grace. I'm sure you guys want to know how I always stay trendy without breaking the bank. Well, guess what? I'm revealing all my secrets. It's shoedazzle.com. It's one one secret. It's only one. At shoedazzle, shopping feels exciting and decadent, but it's always simple and affordable. Whatever style they have, you and your feet covered. You can shop as a guest or you can become a VIP. How exclusive. VIPs get 30% off retail prices and access to tons of other exclusive sales and perks. Imagine if your favorite shoe store was offering you a discount on all merchandise for life with absolutely no pressure to buy it's i mean what how do you say no that's the value of shoe dazzle's vip membership so if you go to shoedazzle.com slash grace now and sign up as a vip you'll get 50 percent off your entire order i know i can hear the shock in your head 
Visit shoedazzle.com slash grace to get half off of everything on the site. Do it today. The hottest styles are selling fast. That's shoedazzle.com slash grace. Yay! We're here with Daniela Pineda, not Danielle Pineda. Yeah, not Danielle. Everyone not, calls me Danielle. Yeah, I mean, is, that must be, is it a pet peeve or are you just kind of over it? Uh, I don't really, I used to correct people yeah. and now I'm like, oh, whatever. No, I have a friend named Mamrie. I called her Mamrie for like the first year of our friendship and she didn't correct me until like another friend in a bar was like, you know, it's Mamrie. And oh boy. watching her in interviews and people saying Mamrie all the time, I just wonder, is it going to be one Mamrie of the days? Exactly. Ugh. And so that's why your brain automatically pronounces it that way. But she's at the same point too, where she's like, I just stopped correcting people. Yeah. I mean, it's even people I work with too. And I'm like, oh, man, you know me. <laughs> Is it because both of your names end in A, you think? Uh, like I would think that that would make it easier to right. remember, but for right. some reason it just doesn't. Uh, well, we'll make sure to say Daniela. You can Unless you have a nickname you that you prefer. <laughs> um, uh, I was going to say something really. But I don't know. Something like <laughs> the word vagina. It, was, it wasn't going to work. I remember when um, when uh, that the name, uh, what was it? Like angry, like like crazy Matt. Oh, oh, cunt face. Cunt face was oh, available yeah. on Instagram. And I wrote my manager. I was like, can I change it? She's like, absolutely not. And I was like, damn it. I well, just had to change it for this movie too. I was the real middle finger. No, that's what I have in this research that you were the real middle finger and you changed it. And to the point that you were so known as the real middle finger that the person that has that account now, their bio has to say like, I'm not Daniela Pineda. I know. What? And I wrote that. I, I wanted to write that person and be like, you be good to that name. <laughs> I was so bummed I had to change it. But you know, you had to. Yeah, I didn't want to, but I mean for brand recognition, that's I feel exactly like what it yeah, is. when people Google you, then they can find you. Yeah, my Instagram, the, the the it was the real middle finger, and the profile picture was the old lady from The Shining. Ooh, I was cute. I was very what? happy with that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, the one coming now, out I can't imagine why they wanted you to change it. <laughs> <laughs> but now it's not. Daniela Pineda? Yeah, which is totally unoriginal because I'm pretty sure TJ Miller was the first to come up with that. His was like not TJ Miller. Well, that's, I've had that issue on like Snapchat. Grace Helbig was taken. And then you're like, what do I do? And then I went with real Grace Helbig, which sounds so obnoxiously like pretentious (laughs) that everyone else is like fake. But this is... I don't know why. Yeah, I had I yeah. I panicked basically. Well, the good yeah. news is Snapchat's dead. Yeah, the good yeah. news is here, I, it's a dormant account. Yeah, throwaway culture. Um, <laughs> thank you for being here because you just had your premiere last night. Last night, I was like asking them. I was going through like a stalker on your Instagram, your new Instagram handle, uh, and I was like, did she just? <laughs> was this last night this is 12 hours ago guys yeah Yeah, it was it was crazy like right now my uh andre who's here my boyfriend Mm -hmm. we were like we're we've just been going through getty images and like finding all these photos (laughs) we're just like oh my god it's so insane posting all of them (laughs) yes every single i know i'm like posting like 10 pictures i don't care it's so good your dress looked incredible thank you your hair was awesome the uh what is the feeling, if you have to describe to someone that's never experienced it, the feeling of t- like 30 adults screaming at you to take their your photo? I have no 
I don't know how to describe it because (laughs) I feel like the people who are used to that stuff or like if you're a kid or if you're in your early 20s or, you know, and it happens to you and you're just used to it. Like I am not used to it. I was a very regular ass person with a very regular ass life. It's still regular. But like last night was just so incredibly surreal. I'm surprised that people I know it sounds silly. I'm surprised people know who I am. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like we, uh, so, you know, the premiere was last night. Uh, the day before that, uh, I think the day before, I arrived from Hawaii and we went to, you know, Chris always wants to do things for the troops. So mm-hmm. we had a screening at Pearl Harbor. Oh, and wow. It, and a guy came up to me and, and handed me a, he's like, hey, a picture. And Chris was standing right there. And I was like, oh, yeah, sure. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll take it. And he says, no, 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 with you. <gasps> And then he hands the camera to Chris Pratt. And I was like, <laughs> to take the photo. What? So he's like, like, photo credit, Pratt, Pratt, yeah. Pratt. I was like, whoa, okay, cool. Uh, where like, were you taking a photo of that photo happening? Yeah. Uh, he's been pretty good. Andre's really good about documenting a lot of crazy moments. It must be, I mean, that. it seems like you're just kind of at the beginning stage of like this whole press junket, this whole press tour. I'm like a, an egg in Ikea that's just being born. That's just being born. How is it going so far? Because it looks nuts. I mean, the billboards are everywhere. Yeah. It's like plastered it's all over everything. everything. Like It's it, almost like it's a really big movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like it's the biggest movie of the year. Yeah, like someone put a couple dollars into it or yeah. something. I'll say. They're really marketing it. Yeah. I think the marketing, I don't know if this is confirmed or true, but I heard that the marketing for our film is double what Avengers. What? Oh, eat shit, Avengers. Damn. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I'm over there pretty good, but <laughs> we take everything Kinda. everyone says on our podcast as strict fact. Yeah, and yeah, that's, that's how it happens. As it should yep. be on podcast. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> everything is fact. Everything that goes up on the internet is basically facts. So if we've learned anything from Twitter, that's how the world works. Um, that's why I hate chemtrails. Oh man, dude! I've been down that rabbit hole, conspiracy theory rabbit hole. Oh boy, let's not get let's not open that can of worms. Uh, you're welcome to. Uh, what's been the much, most nuts thing so far in the whole press tour shenanigans of it all? Because you do the movie, and then you, how long was it from wrapping shooting to now it coming out? Um, you know what's funny is the waiting period of like wrapping the movie, being like elated and having that high of having Mm -hmm. just shot the film and then going back to my life and just sitting around waiting. And then like about, I would say two weeks before this all happened, or maybe it was about three weeks ago, I kind of had like a mini meltdown um, because no one wanted to talk to me. I had like two (laughs) magazine shoots that like, you know, were supposed to happen and like, didn't happen and it was like a well we don't know who she is okay. and like you know and the movie hasn't come out yet no one's seen you so right. it's like you know there's only so much that like my team can do because no one knows who I am sure but it, it was like no one wants to talk to me nobody cares this is oh and then be- having that crisis moment of self of being like what's my worth what's my yeah. value which is so which is so s- stupid but it's true it's like uh, you, you would think you do a movie like this, it's all going to come some, I already have really low expectations. Mind Which you. I think is the healthiest way to be in entertainment yeah. in general. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, I'm, I'm lucky enough to, I'm shooting a movie when I get back to New York city, this like, you know, small, cool indie with a lot of cool people. Um, but you know, I don't got my next gig. Yeah. 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 Still the trying hustle. to hunt down that job and I've been auditioning like crazy and like, you know. It's nuts. But then also you have this insane press tour for this giant thing. But I imagine that the period in between you rapping to this now like premiering is like watching someone else have your baby. 
that you just wait <laughs> and wait and wait. Yeah. And then you hope when it comes out, it's good and healthy yeah. and happy. Ten fingers, ten toes. And like cute. Looking. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, you know, and there were a couple of times that I got a little panicked because, um, well, you know, one, it's like people were asking me about the movie, but I still hadn't seen it yet. Right. So I. So you're like, I hope it's good. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It actually, um. It exceeded my expectations, but but something that really panicked me too, kind of when I had this mini meltdown was I was told that in the movie, uh, there's a reference that my character, uh, there's this really cool scene that I shot with Chris Pratt's like me mm. and Chris and all these mercenaries in a car. And, uh, I look at Chris, I'm kind of like looking him up and down. I'm like, yeah, good square job, muscle structure, tall, strong. You know, I don't date men, but if I did, <laughs> you'd be it. Yeah. And, um, Colin wrote me and he said, Hey, I just want to let you know, because of sake for time, like the, you know, we, we cut the movie down to, to two hours. Originally it was like two hours and 40 minutes or something. Whoa. Yeah. A saga. It was, and it was really big. So yeah. they needed to cut a lot. So, you know, there was a lot of, a lot of babies that were, yeah, baby, a lot of babies that were that killed, which is an editing yeah. reference, not actual babies. Dying Don't worry. People. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. It's like, it's like when an editor, like it's like you kill your babies. Yeah. Oh, for sure. So and then now in 2018, it's not such a light term to be able to use in entertainment. Can't say kill your babies. Anymore. But you can say abort your jokes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Works really well. So I guess that didn't make it into the, into yeah, the it, it didn't. And at that time there were a lot of articles about characters in big franchises who it's like, yeah, they allude to the fact that, you know, they're LGBTQ, but they don't sure. come out and say it. And I was really, really, really excited to yeah, have that be a part of the character. Um, and, you know, they didn't cut it because they didn't want to. It was written in the script. It was yeah. supposed to be in the movie. It was for time. But I, I was like sort of having a panic attack of like being the person to speak on behalf of that. Oh, yeah, that's I was getting huge. anxiety about that. Um, Which is kind of nuts. I mean, especially right now, it's a I'm sure, like you said, it's really wonderful to have the opportunity to be able to like represent that kind of community and then now be like a spokesperson for like, why isn't this fully represented? Like yeah. there's a weird harsh line where no one's ever completely happy as an audience member right. with like how things are represented. Yeah. It's nuts. It stresses, it stresses me out. That's why I stopped making so many jokes on Twitter because everyone yeah. is a little stressed out about things. Yeah, we're all a little bit walking on eggshells right now. But I think we're, world. we are, we are, we totally are. Yeah. But I think we're going through a transitional period. Yeah, I yeah. mean. There's a light at the end of this tunnel. Well, I hope you're right. <laughs> Not like a nuclear light, yeah, but hopefully. like a light. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> light. Um, so you used to, and correct me if I'm wrong, if you still do make YouTube videos and we're involved in that whole world. Um, I was, so I was very, uh, if, if if YouTube is like a timeline, I'm like mm -hmm. the in the Jurassic era of of YouTube. Oh, right? the beginning stages. The beginning stages. Yeah. So I, when it was pure and authentic. Yeah, you know, before the beauty of Logan Paul. Yeah. Um, oh, what who's a, that? <laughs> Mr. America. Uh, yeah. What an idiot. Um, <laughs> I uh, you know I would make these YouTube videos. What year was that? That was, was probably like maybe 2000. 10 yeah i think i was making these youtube videos for fun yeah and uh they were oddly enough the video that i guess got me discovered was this video uh where i play this uh dumb actress who's being interviewed by lynn hirschberg of the new york times <laughs> um i watched the screen actor test and, like <laughs> some of them are great and yeah. some of them are like oof they're a little painful to watch yeah, yeah, yeah. um and i made a mock one so uh the funny thing is that 
I got discovered from a video where I'm making fun of an actor. And then my manager, my now manager approached me and said, you should be an actor. And I was like, God, no. So it wasn't even on your radar at that time. No, not at all. I, I came to New York to be a producer, to work on horror movies. and Oh, and, that's awesome. And, yeah, to work in independent film. Um, never to, to be an actor. I, I, I did, I, if I was in front of the camera, I, I could see myself doing something like a daily show. Like hosting as yourself. Yeah. yeah. I went to school for journalism. I could use my degree and I could still sure. do comedy. So that was, you know, sort of where I thought maybe if I was lucky, it could go. Yeah. Yeah. And here you are now. Now I'm a Jurassic World too. That's just <laughs> <fun> crazy. <laughs> but also I think in terms of like, uh, quote, actors, actresses, performers, you handle your social media still really genuinely and authentically. You just like throw yourself out there, throw out things that you think are really funny without like curating this like perfectly quaffed, like here's beautiful photos and only beautiful. Like, right. Or like, I'm so cool. I don't even have an Instagram. Yeah. I yeah. Feel yeah. Like yeah. The, you know, the real, real cool kids that just are so unavailable. One. Right. Which, I, I, you know, it's the one thing that I do worry about is how delicate mystery is. Like, oh, true. Yeah. Um, you know, um, Andre is very like, don't, you know, he's more like be on the private side. Otherwise yeah. there's no mystery. And there's where's the balance and how much you share online of your real life versus like yes. how much you professionally propose to the internet completely. But where I could see it going is one, I'm not good at not being myself, which is good. Ultimately it's good. <laughs> it's probably going to get me into a lot of hot water, but I'm not good at not, I'm not good at, I, I've never been, um, you know, a fucking cool kid or whatever. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like those actors. Are yeah. Just yeah. Sort of, yeah. They, they're not available. Yeah. I've never been that way. So, you know, and I like to goof around and I like to fuck around. So yeah. I think things are funny, but also, uh, you know, I see people like Kevin Hart and the rock who just post a lot, but they mm -hmm. also post funny shit and they're, they have a lot of flexibility and yep. there aren't any like, mega female superstars that also have that funny edge that also just feel raw online yeah. a little bit that feel a little bit like they don't have a Not manager so in the background telling them right. change your Instagram right. handle. So, so basically what I'm saying is I want Under Armour to approach me and give me a contract. Hey. Yeah, cause, okay. I'll Here. sell anything you want me to so sell. So you're a big UFC fan. Yes. How did this happen? Also you, I, I want to find out about training for this because I was deep diving like, the stalker that I am into your Instagram and looking at all of your like Brooklyn training videos of like lifting tires, like you're in the world's strongman competition. <laughs> like what? So you were already into that kind of thing or did you get into that because of like training for roles and that sort of thing? Um, I think what it was, I've always worked out a lot. Sure. Mm, Cause it keeps me from going crazy. I'm with you. Keeps me from burning down all the buildings. Hey, <laughs> yep. Uh, <laughs> shout out to never mind. Yep. Uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, so I always want to stay in shape, but I also know that if you ever have the opportunity to say be in one of these Marvel films, yeah, uh, they're not going to give you any time to train. So, oh, so you, you need have to, to already be, ready. be in shape. You have to be ready for whatever life might throw you. Right. Um, so just, I, that's a good mantra. It's like, always be ready for a Marvel film exactly. in terms of fitness. So, pretty much. so you've been practicing running from dinosaurs yeah. for a while now. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> People are like, what is she doing? It's like, no, I wake I up and say, do I feel like Thor today? And then I go on with my day. There you go. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I'm hoping. 
I just want to be a Hemsworth so bad. Oh, I want to marry into that family. Oh, well, sorry. I, I love Andre too. <laughs> but also Hemsworth. He seems cool with it. Yeah. Is Hemsworth, Chris Hemsworth's wife, is she a real person? I don't, are any She's of like real? a Spanish fairy. They're all like these. <laughs> I love Chris. Like when you. She's like so perfect. She's just so like, he loves me because I'm happy all the time. They're, like, who are you? How do you exist? Yeah. And you're like, how do you. Yeah. When you're like, oh yeah, God creates like beautiful creatures that exist that are unattainable. And it's just the Hemsworths and their significant others. Yeah. God bless them. And what's his name? He gets. Liam Hemsworth gets major props for being with Miley Cyrus. That just makes She's him so much cooler. I mean, she's the queen of rebranding. Yeah, she really is. And she I'm, I'm really into that. But so you're into training and you're into UFC. What got you into UFC? Um, ah, what did get me into UFC? Um, I I started watching Ultimate Fighter, mm-hmm. and I I became so hooked on that show because I think. Uh, that was the first time I'd sort of been introduced into like fighter mentality. And these, like a lot of these fighters who are trying to get into the UFC, they have nothing. They have had hard fucking right. lives and all they want to do is fight. And so it's more the human interest side of like, the yeah. why? Yeah. It. I'm really interested in their, their, who they are. Yeah. And, and, um, and it's, and it is very athletic. And I, I, you know, I used to be, I think a while back I used to be like, Oh, you know, that stuff. So boxing, so violent, you know, my family's, you know, Mexicans are obsessed with boxing. So I grew up watching boxing a lot, but, mm-hmm. um, and I always used to be like, eh, I'm not so into that. But now I realize that, you know, it's consensual. All these people are putting themselves in this position. And yeah. They work their asses off and, um, you know, and I think Ronda Rousey was like a big draw for me too. What do you think? Cause I'm obsessed. Well, I got into UFC in a sort I dated a guy that was really into it and I had the same mentality that I'm like, this is just bar fighting in a cage. This is too violent. It's too gross, right. et cetera. And, and then when hooked. he, well, sort of, but when I was with him, I was hooked more because he would watch it more regularly. Yeah. But because I understood that there's, you know, strategy, that they're they're not yeah. just drunkenly fighting each other till one of them dies or their friends pull them out of the ring. Like, right. There is there's actually- a method to the madness. Exactly. And there's athleticism and there's, you know, just like there's sport behind it. And uh, now I've recently been super obsessed with WWE because it's like sport and theater combined right. into one. And Ronda Rousey has now made her debut into the WWE and she was met with mixed emotions from like the majority of people, but she's been amazing. I was like, how could anyone be anything but happy for her? How could anyone be like, you know, I mean, listen, is she rough around the edges? Yeah. Yeah. Did I think it was lame that she didn't like shake hands with people during her matches? Yeah. Sure. But also, like, she's a fucking badass. Like, yeah. she's not just an actor. She can actually beat the shit out of people. Exactly. And that's a awesome. terrifying thing about her being in WWE now is that, one, she has upped her acting game because you need that more than, like, fighting yeah, in do. WWE. Yeah. And so she was kind of soft-spoken. Now she rules. But also, I would be fucking scared to go against her knowing that WWE is not quote unquote real fighting. So if she sees red all of a sudden and then really arm bars you and breaks your fucking shoulder, yeah, like, like what do you do? It. You can't tap out of that necessarily. <laughs> she scares the shit out of me. Her and a cyborg, Chris cyborg. I, I'm, see, I'm so not obsessed. familiar. I've been so out of it. Yeah. Dude, go to YouTube and type in Chris cyborg. There's a, a documentary. There's like a short, like 40 minute documentary about her. Okay. She's, she's, uh, well, she's, she is the most lethal female fighter Really? In the world. And um, her trainer, he first met her is when Cyborg she was like, her real throwing last her name? husband. 
No, it just makes her sound scary. Oh, I was fuck. like, that's such a cool last name. The only <laughs> job you cyborg. can have is Ultimate Fighter if your last name's Cyborg. <laughs> I know. Uh, I have to watch that. Would you ever go into UFC? Absolutely not. Okay, that could I have gone two ways. <laughs> yeah, I'm a spectator. <laughs> I would You'll die. stay in that lane. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, okay, I have to ask about Jeff Goldblum. Oh my God. Thank God. My life has changed. Yeah. Tell tell, us everything. Give us the hot gossip. Okay. Jeff Goldblum. I like that you're readjusting your microphone. It's like, to give us us the Jeff Goldblum TED talk, please. Okay. So people, you know, I didn't get to meet him while we were shooting. And I remember the hair and makeup women in London, uh, who I worked with, they were like, Oh my God. Like, Goldblum came is absolutely magnificent. <laughs> and you're like, okay, you're, they're just saying that because he's Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. And, um, and then I've, I've, I've talked to a lot of people who've worked with him. And like, we talked to some girls the other day who were like, yeah, we were working on a movie with him and we were in a church somewhere in like Atlanta and he started, or Savannah, and he was playing the piano for yeah. everyone. And I'm he like, He still what? plays out here. Yeah, yeah. I saw him So perform. he's been hounding me to go to his, his yeah. show. It's fantastic. Mamrie yes. was. It's yeah. fantastic. She went and he like looked at her in the audience and like grabbed her hand and was just like, you have fantastic hands. <laughs> and she's like, doesn't have them manicured at all. He's like, they're just real and raw. And she was like, it was the weirdest, most wonderful moment it, of her. That is how, that's how he makes everybody. Yeah. He came up to Justice Smith who plays Franklin in our movie and he had, um, uh, Justice has like this little mole on his lip and he's like, oh, it looks like a, it looks like a bedside pillow mint. (laughs) And he was like, what? Are you trying to sleep with me? I'll do it. I I feel like he's trying, he's trying to sleep with everybody. Justice and I concluded that like, (laughs) if he approaches you, no matter what your orientation is, you, you're like, something happens. You're like, put under a spell. This must happen. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes, sir. And also I feel like he's just grown into a parody of himself as a character. (laughs) He is. There's folklore about him, and I feel like I know him. I've never met him. He's like he's- our generation's Christopher Walken. Yeah. 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 But you know what I, I will say is um, there's not a single mo- He's very flirtatious, and yet there is not a single moment where I ever feel uncomfortable. Yeah, because his version it's of flirting, warm. like that's how he communicates. I feel like it and is. it's to everyone, so it doesn't feel like flirting feels like. Yeah, it's true. You understand flirting because the comparison is you watch someone else not flirt. So right. you understand when they're flirting. He also doesn't turn off. Like he's yeah. in that, he's on that level. He's in that zone constantly. So when I first met him, we were doing, was it the Today Show? No, it was a, a Telemundo interview the day before. Perfect. And he comes perfect out. perfect way to first meet him. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, um, and he comes up to me. He's like, oh, Daniela. I was like, oh my God, my heart is like racing right now. I was like, I can't, I don't think, I don't think a famous person has ever made me feel that way. Like I imagine if I met Beyonce, but like he came up to me and my heart was like pounding and the way he moves, he looks like a, like a praying mantis, like an old praying mantis. Praying mantis in a leather jacket. Yeah, yeah he moves so smooth, like, but also yeah. like- He's constantly moving awkward. his hips. He's like yeah. keeping the joints lubricated, <laughs> like moving back and forth. He's constantly moving like that. And he, um, I remember that if you watch our Telemundo interview, most of it is like me sitting next to Goldblum and just watching him. I'm not <laughs> watching the interviewer. I'm watching Goldblum because he's staring and he does this thing where like he has his hand 
like, I don't know how you describe the way my hand looks right now, but just like holding an invisible churro. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) And he sort of brings it back and forth to his face and he listens so intently. Yeah. His eyes are like squinting and like he gives you all of his attention. I was like, holy fuck. Like he's so much more gold bloomy than I thought he was going to (laughs) be. It's crazy. I've never met anyone like him before. Yeah. He seems complete. He seems like a space cadet that's completely dialed in at the same time that he's like this flighty completely present person that is the best way to describe it it's so bizarre and he's fascinated by just things that catch his attention like if a feather fell in front of his face while he was giving like a a speech at a you know whatever college commencement speech or something (laughs) that it'd be 40 minutes about this feather now falling from the ground it's he seems unreal the the scene between him and Laura Dern when he's putting the water on her hand like in her reaction oh yeah I now that I've met him it's not acting (laughs) (laughs) I think that that's who he is (laughs) like that's him I mean now I just want a movie with you and him like a buddy cop film of the two of you would be that'd be unreal true a dream. I posted a picture of me and him the day of our premiere from last night because I'm posting every single picture. Because also, oh, yeah. like this whole experience, I'm like, uh, this could be it. You know, I well, that's gonna get as good as this. But, but <laughs> that's, like, I peaked. Well, yeah, I peaked early. But that's a healthy sense of like bizarre criticism and cynicism in a way to know that appreciate what's happening right Completely. now. Completely. And so it's great that you're doing that because so many other people don't do that. They yeah. just assume that Sop things are gonna experience. keep going. Yeah. Chris Rock has a has a quote that's here today, gone today. And yeah. I fucking firmly believe in that. That is yeah. my mantra. So if there's a dream project that you could do in the future, what would it be? I think a dream project, there's a dream project that I would have that I'm, that I'm making. Yeah. And there's a dream project that I would want to be a part of. Okay. Um, if they made a movie like the other guys, Mm, okay. uh, I loved I, that I, movie. That is one of my, it yeah. kind of like lags like toward the second or third act, but that's one of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. That movie makes me laugh like no other movie. It's really yeah. funny. I would love to be in just that kind of comedy. Yeah. Um, I would love to be a comedic lead. And I actually think I could do a really physical comedy, like, you know, in a Jim Carrey world. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, that would be a goal. And then my other big, 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 big life goal is just to finally start producing and making this um, horror movie that I'm writing. Yeah, you said you you originally wanted to get into horror. Yeah. Like, has that been something since you were younger? You went to school for journalism? Yeah. I mean, the, the, the decision to go into, you know, entertainment or film and television that didn't come till later, but my mm-hmm. love of horror movies has been very real ever since I was very young. Like, yeah. well, you know, while other kids were watching like the little mermaid, I was watching the little mermaid and I was watching Hellraiser. It, I watched horror movies at a really early age. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> totally gave me PTSD, but yeah. Yeah. You have a healthy sense of cynicism and the fact that you could get gruesomely murdered at any time <laughs> in your life. Yes. And if you're obsessed with serial killers, you know that, you could be a target. Oh God! Grace yeah. is definitely obsessed with serial killers. <sighs> just oh, I've been watching so much like true crime and uh, cult do. documentaries yes. that just like kept me awake at night. Yes. Yeah, which is really fun. Like 
constant level of anxiety to just have swirling in your body <laughs> all like, the time. Why do you, we choose to fall asleep to those things. I don't know because uh, you're fascinated by the fact that you could be kidnapped or murdered at any time. And then you find these stories of people actually having that happen. But and now do you have a thing where like the past couple of years, I'm like, all right, who do I know is a sociopath? Yes. Who do I know is a psychopath? Yeah. Who's really superficially charming. Uh huh. Who like, I always try These to figure categorize, out. Yeah, yep. you find out that people seem a little bit different than you originally thought they were. Why are you were. all looking at me? <laughs> yeah, sorry, Jack. It's weird. Sorry, Jack. Um, okay, we're gonna take a quick break. And when we get back, we have a bunch of Twitter questions for you. Oh, so cool. we'll be right back with more Daniela Pineda on Not Too Deep. This episode of Not Too Deep is brought to you by our good buddies at Casper. We've talked about them all the time. I have a Casper mattress. I absolutely love it. Jack is coming in hot with a brand new Casper personal experience. That's right. I got myself a Casper mattress. Oh my God. Wanted to upgrade uh, from a queen bed to a California king. Treat yourself. So That's I what did- I have. Yeah, it's yeah, lovely. It's fantastic. Uh, so I decided to get, because um, there's three lines you can choose from. There's mm-hmm. the original Casper, which is, you know, a classic. Yep. And then there's this new streamlined Essential. Um, and I got the the Casper Wave. The innovative Wave? Yes. <gasps> uh, it's incredible. It's okay. maybe one of the most comfortable beds I've ever laid on. I'm super happy with it. Um, I used my own offer code to buy it. Hey, not above that. And I, you know, and the reason I was feeling good about it, I was feeling like, hey, I, I don't know if I'm going to like this or not because I've never slept on a Casper before. Mm-hmm. I was reminded that, of course, there is a 100 night risk free sleep on it trial. That's so nuts. And my favorite thing about my Casper mattress is that they're like they're created to regulate your body temperature throughout the night. So yes. I'm one of those people that kick off the covers if I get too hot. I don't sleep with socks on that whole scenario. And this has been such a body cooling temperature regulating mattress it's fantastic yeah it's i i thought you know it was going to be hot and i was going to sink into it and and it's none of those things mm-hmm. it's just very supportive and if weirdly after 100 nights for some reason or another you decide that you are not satisfied returns are hassle free yeah and for a limited time visit casper.com slash savings and you can save up to 225 dollars off your order now this Two, is a limited time only 225 dollars yeah which is that's a decent amount of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, the special offer expires on July 9th, 2018. And terms and conditions do apply. But go to casper.com slash savings to save up to $225 off your order. Valid until July 9th. We're back oh, with Daniela Pineda. Uh, and before we get into some Twitter questions, I'm going to ask you the two questions I ask every guest that is on the podcast. Ooh. And the first is, who, alive or dead, would you most want to throw cold spaghetti at? Throw cold spaghetti at Stalin. Yes, ma'am. Stalin. Oh, wow. Immediate good answer. answer. Okay. Yeah, wow. Dick. Right? Not a good guy. No. All right. Well, no more follow up to that. Yeah, uh, Hitler gets all the ink, but Stalin <laughs> yeah, was an yeah. asshole too. He gets cold spaghetti. <laughs> uh, and the other thing I ask every guest is to tell us their worst pants shitting story, but you can or close call, but you can only use three words or three small phrases. So oh. my, mine is college jogging front lawn. <laughs> okay. Wait, but see, you have front lawn. Yes. Right. So you I have use, a word like that. You can. That yeah. Works. You can use a mix of small okay, phrases okay. or just it. three single words. I got it. Vancouver hot yoga prunes. <laughs> oh no. No. <laughs> no. 
Brutal. Yeah, it was brutal. Wow. Oh, God. But leave it all in Canada. Don't bring it back. Uh, oh, the one thing I did want to ask before we get into Twitter questions, what is it like? You're doing I, a lot of acting against CGI. Yeah. So you're doing a lot of like pretend on top of pretend, which is already acting, right? Yeah. So like, what is that like? Um, You know, it's not as hard as people may think. I, re- um, I do remember, however... Like one of my favorite movies of all time is Contact with Jodie Foster. Yeah. That's like one. That's like that may be a reason why I like went into the business. Sure. Um, and uh, and and her entire performance in that like you know inside that that the orb ball orb yeah. mm-hmm. was CGI. I could see how that could be hard, but um, you know when it comes to being surprised or having a reaction um, or feeling sad, you know, a lot of times J.A. would, um, he would do what Kubrick used to do, which is he would, over the loudspeakers, he would play a song, um, usually, a, a, you know, something scored or something sure. from a motion picture, you know, one of those soundtracks. And he would play that to give us a sense of what he wanted and the tone, which oh, would be really helpful. It's um, interesting. And usually in our movies or in our, in this movie, when we are acting to something like that, it's usually quiet. Right. So he can play music. It's not like a lot of talking. Sure, sure, you sure. Know, usually oh, you're, so ru- you're playing, running, you're running from a dinosaur or you're staring at a dinosaur. Right. So you're reacting. So yeah. it's playing while they're While filming. the scene's happening. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Yeah. And, um, so that was really helpful. And then the other thing too, is that like we worked on, uh, I worked with the animatronic blue mm-hmm. um, and that was the craziest thing that I've ever seen yeah, what in it, my life. What is that in real life? That's literally. It's this thing that costs like, I don't know how many Bentleys to make. Sure. So you I don't, mean, it was crazy. Don't spill your wine on it. Yeah, basically. No. Yeah. Or someone will <laughs> at Universal will yeah. have you. So. <laughs> um, it, uh, its eyes would dilate if, if like, if you set a flashlight into it, cool. the eyes would dilate, they'd blink, the, the eyes would move around. Cool. It had That's pulsing freak. veins, it oh. would sweat. What? If you, dude, it's crazy. This if is you like touched, AI. Yeah. No, it's, it's literally an AI. It's, Which is one of my biggest fears against getting murdered and kidnapped. <laughs> AI, it's going to kill us Wait, all. Wait, also, okay, I can't believe I'm saying this Go on ahead. the air, but this really weird thing We're not on the air, don't worry, we're editing. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> this really weird thing happened to me. I was... I don't know how to fucking describe this. I was on a plane uh-huh. and I was sitting next to a woman. I'm going to sound like a crazy person. No, not here. Not here. I was sitting next to a woman and I was having a conversation with her the entire time uh-huh. because I kept looking into her eye. Okay. This is going to sound fucking nuts. <laughs> I cannot wait. You know, when you look at a cat and it's the, the behind the pupil, it's mm-hmm. reflective. Okay. This one woman's right eye was blinking a red light. No. I swear. No. What? On no. my life. I text Audrey. I was like, there's some fucking no. woman sitting next to me. And I, I'm, a, I'm crazy. There's no light reflecting. Their windows no. aren't open. And I see this blinking thing in her pupil. No. What? No. <laughs> Grace does it not sounds like this. so batshit crazy. No, it doesn't sound crazy because I believe that this they probably are slowly putting these AI robots into like humanity, <laughs> testing them out. Seriously. I just started season two of Westworld. I don't need this shit in my life right now. I can't handle it. really fucking weird. But anyway. Um, wow, so is, you have a dog. Weird. Let's talk about your dog. 
And the fucking UFOs are coming together. Oh, it's a variety. Uh, But so this giant, like, animatronic dinosaur. This thing was so real that it was like an AI. And there were about 12 puppeteers underneath it who were working. Right. You know, and what was cool about it was you know, the, the benefit I'm, I'm usually kind of not anti CGI, sure. but you know, I, you know, uh, if, when it's bad CGI and you can tell it's like, yeah. Andre says like, if it's used to enhance, right. Cause sometimes it'll take you out of the yeah. action that's happening. Yeah. If you're obviously, if you yeah. know the Yeah. If it's enhancing something that's already there, then it's really, really cool. Like I loved, uh, the Fox in, um, antichrist, that says chaos reigns. Oh, that thing know. was CGI and it looked so real. Like if, if it's used a certain way, it's great, but, sure. um, but I don't prefer it. I prefer working with an animatronic because an animatronic, you can react to what it's doing. You mm-hmm. can work with the puppeteers and say, Hey, I'm going to do this thing at this time. Right. And then, you know, have her respond to that. It's so much more fun than, you know, working. Well, it's authentic. You're having authentic reactions Completely. to this thing. That's, in front of your face yeah. rather than like, yeah, here's a tennis ball. Pretend it's scary. Yeah. And we're going to take seven takes of it. Yeah. But there that, was still that too, right? Oh yeah. 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 There was. <laughs> there was a, the scene where I'm looking up at the Brachiosaurus. Um, I remember they're like, okay, Danielle, it's really emotional. They played, um, the theme song to the movie ghosts, which is also like one of my favorite movies. So like help me cry. And, but in the moment there was a PA. Sorry. I don't know. There's something really funny about that to me. I'm sorry. Everyone has a method, but that's really great. That makes me cry. That's I think great. it's because like my childhood. Like, oh yeah. I listen to the one Bonnie Ver song and I go fucking nuts. nuts. So yeah. 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 I, oh, get bon Iver, I mean, that's yeah. meant to make That's cry. meant for crying. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it was, a it was like this little, I remember this like little cute round, like, like PA who's like holding this pole <laughs> with a stick and he's just like, he has like a little earpiece and he's just sort of like doing like little steps across the way. And then someone in the background, like someone in production was just singing like, dee, 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 and I was like, this is just not helping me at all. Like, I'm supposed to be crying in the scene. And you're like, this is my job. I'm a professional. So Here did we you go. get there? I got there. I did. Oh. But at that moment, I was like, I <laughs> did it make the cut. <laughs> That's good. It wasn't, it wasn't removed for time. Uh, That's good. <laughs> you. Uh, one other thing you play a paleo veterinarian, right? Yeah. That's the job. Did you do any like actual research on dinosaurs before? Yeah, this? I worked yeah. with uh, two different vets. One of them being my vet for uh, my dogs in New York city. Yeah. Uh, but the other one who I, who I worked extensively with was a guy named Jonathan who worked with that African reptilian wildlife. Whoa. Um, and he taught me how to, you know, talk, Talk to me about reptile skin. Yeah. He, I, I did all this background research. They actually have some of the best immune systems. Their immune systems are ancient. Whoa. So they, that's why they can like live in mud and live with bacteria and crazy crap. Like wow. you want to have, you want to have alligator immune system. Yeah. Here's hoping. Sign me yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's super cool. Now yeah. you have all this knowledge that you're like, what do I what do, I do with it? Start a blog, get a blog going. <laughs> get that reptilian immune system blog going. <laughs> um, okay. Here are some Twitter questions for you. Uh, this is from Pan Peter Quill. He wants to know if you could be any superhero, who would you be? Mm. Or, I mean, you can choose, I, I'm going to extend this. You can choose either a superhero that, is pre-existing, or if you could create your own superhero, if that's With your own superpower. Oh fuck! <laughs> um, if I could be any 
superhero. Oh, this is really hard. Wait, hang on, Hannah. I'll get there. There's a lot of good ones. Yeah, there's a lot of good ones. I guess if I could have, if I could have a lightweight superpower, I would pick, uh, you know, okay. You know, when you have a conversation with somebody mm-hmm. and then afterwards you think about what you should have said, I wish I just said it in the moment. I had that power. Like oh. I always said the thing that had the button. It was like, <laughs> that walk you away. So go- like Captain Witty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to be Captain Witty. Oh, or if you could like retroactively like edit your conversations that you Ooh, had with someone as good. a superpower, that's either so like cool. add or delete. Yeah. Oh, I would do that. That would be really fun. Or be invisible. <laughs> or invisible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Let's see. Jenny May wants to know, what was it like being a witch? Oh, um, it was really, being a witch was fun. Yeah. I remember I watched The Craft a bunch during Did you? that time. <laughs> That's your research? Yeah, that was my research. <laughs> that was my That's hard research. research. Yeah. watching The Craft. Um, but I didn't get to be a witch for very long. Yeah. Because they killed me off that show. Uh, yeah. How many episodes were you on? Uh, six. Six? I mean, yeah. But what was the, how does that compare to But now? I definitely see myself more as a witch than I do like a vampire or like oh. a werewolf. Oh, okay. You or just a po- paleo. Veterinarian. Well, no, paleo veterinarian comes first. Okay. That's what's happening now. I was going to say, you just polarized our entire audience <laughs> by choosing one over the other. Uh, someone, uh, 90s forever wants to know, were you ever really scared of dinosaurs? Oh, I think when I was a kid and I saw Jurassic Park. Yeah. You know, yes. That, that movie is legitimately scary. It's legit that was scary. The yeah. first movie I ever saw that like, gave me nightmares. I didn't even finish it. I couldn't sleep at night. I thought there was a T-Rex outside of my bedroom window. That T-Rex Raptors scene scared the so, shit out of me. Oh, yeah. More so than the T-Rex. Scary. Raptors. Like, yeah. I think, uh, you know, being a kid and when, when they tap the fingernail... That was a yeah. signal to me like, oh, this thing is so intelligent. It's too which human. Makes it even more scary. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like AI, the woman on the plane with the bl- blinking red blinking eye. dot in her <laughs> eye. Make any sense. She's a huge fan of our podcast, so she'll write in and let us know yes, if she's the actually. Old lady Terminator. Did you keep her contact information? I really want to know. The other about weird this. thing was she just kept talking about how. <laughs> She kept talking how, about like, how, human flesh how gays were going to go to hell. Oh no! But she okay. loves gay people, but it is their sin. This is what she told me. Oh, and no. then I said, and then I said, oh, oh shit! No. And I was like talking to her about how, well, you know, I don't, I don't think they are, which probably makes me a sinner. I was like, I don't want. I guess, I guess I'm going to go to hell. <laughs> and she was like, don't say that. And I was like, well, I'll be the coolest person in hell. <laughs> and she was like, don't you say that. It was what? weird. She was like really nice, but she was saying these really bigoted things. But you know, That's- people are from a different time oh yeah she's a cyborg so <laughs> yeah she has cyborg morality yeah god morality. don't not to be confused with cyborg the greatest ufc yes. fighter of all times <laughs> right. they're two different things uh, that one was crazy oh uh, now i'm literally i am bad at eye contact with like strangers but i'm going to be looking directly into the eyeballs of everyone i sit next I know, to on a plane really now. now oh yes, yes. Double check. that blinking light um 90 times wants to know last oh, 90s all these 90s, yeah. Last really good advice you got. Hmm. From Jeff Goldblum. Specifically, <laughs> follow up. Last really? Oh, well, it's it's something that I've been told all my life, but I haven't heard it in a, in a while. Sure. So I was raised by different aunts and uncles. Like I say, I have two aunts and uncles. So I have four parents instead okay. of two. And uh, my uncle Arnold and my aunt Celeste, who are like my mom and dad, who are up in Oakland, where I'm from, they came down last night 
And, um, you know, at the end of the night, they were at, you know, they came to the premiere and they were like, you know, we were so proud of you. And my Arnold was like, he's like, get to the front of the line, girl, get to the front of the line. She's like, she's like, show off that dress and get to the front. And I was like, yeah, okay. That's pretty much been a, a, an ongoing theme, but it was a reminder of like, yeah, I deserve to be here. That's great. The front of the line. That's a wonderful like reinforcement of confidence. Yeah. Yeah. To believe in yourself. Yeah. That was the two things is don't take shit and get to the front of the line. That's awesome. Well, so you're West Coast raised, but now you live East Coast. Yeah. I've been in New York for a while now. What are your pros and cons on either coast? Um, Pros and cons. I think... Uh, there's a relaxation that is just not in New York city. Absolutely. That I crave and yeah. that I want from time to time. Um, but there's a, but there's also just such, uh, when, when the weather is good in New York city, mm-hmm. oh, that is my best. favorite place in the world. When it's like just hitting summertime. Oh, yeah. And those I'm four being, days are wonderful. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know Andre so was just romantic. telling us how he missed them completely. <laughs> yeah. The last job yeah, he did. On. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, it, that's a way for you to sort of be intimate with the city in a way that you can't most of the year. It also, I feel like softens everyone that's usually terrible in New York. Oh yeah. That's a funny thing too. Like when the weather is good, New Yorkers are just the, they're like, they turn into Midwesterners. It's like they all took Molly for the day and they're just having the best day ever. And you're like, what happened yeah. to everyone? Yeah. Everyone's nice now. Yeah. This is nuts. That's like, I yeah, we Jack and I met in New York and then moved out here to Los Angeles and have been here for like five or six years. And that's the one time of year that I'm like, New York is beautiful. And anytime I go back and visit, I'm, other than that, in the winter especially, I'm immediately reminded like, oh no, it sucks here. Everyone hates each other. Everyone's yeah. fighting for space. And yes. that man's shitting on a wall. Great. Okay. Oh, there's a rat eating a pizza. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of fun. Yeah. Let's put that on the internet. Something. It's the food chain. That's how the food chain works. Um, okay. Someone wants to know, uh, Cornick 303, would, would you rather be ambidextrous or double jointed? Uh, I, I am ambidextrous. Really? Uh, yeah. I eat with my left hand uh, and I write with my right hand. What do you throw with? <laughs> My right hand. Okay. So you're right-handed, but you're just really good with your left hand, though. Yeah, maybe I'm not ambidextrous. <laughs> but, but I mean, can you, could you throw well, with your left the, hand? What's the... Ambidextrous yeah. is just like... You being, could. Yeah. Oh, then you are ambidextrous. Yeah. Yeah, I thought ambidextrous is just being able to write with both hands. I think it's... I think it's ambidextrous is you don't have... Maybe I'm wrong. I thought it was you, you're, you don't I mean, have a... I mean, some people say they write side. with the right hand, and right. their handwriting is fucking shit. Right. So... Can you write with the other hand? Your left hand? Uh, yes. But all we do is text... When is anyone writing anything down? Oh, with a, they, don't, they don't teach cursive in school anymore. Really? What? How do you sign contracts? <laughs> I know. How do you develop <laughs> your signature? <laughs> your business brain. All, that's the first what would thing. Be the plus all, of being double jointed. What is double jointed? Just means Unless you I'm can like bend. a weird contortionist. Oh, Melissa porn can star. do it. Wait, what? Double jo- oh, 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 you guys can't Ew. see this on a podcast, but her fingers just did something crazy. Gross. It did something like from the ring. Yeah, Gross. this is a, a scene ah. from the Gross. crowd. Stop, no. stop, okay, delete. No. No. Definitely ambidextrous. Because <laughs> if you lose your right arm, you still got that left. True. That is very true. That was so creepy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have a question for you because you are like dialed in in terms of social media and you use it, I think, really hilariously and authentically. Is there one social media platform that you love above others? And is there one that if you could delete from 
the digital space in general? Uh, I would delete Snapchat mm. from the digital space. Yeah. Yeah. Before Facebook? Oh, wait, yeah. Uh, you, you know what? Facebook uh, isn't even in my mind anymore. Same. I, I don't use Ditto. it at yeah. all. Ugh. It's just a place for old people to yell at each other. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's a really good point. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly what as it is. As soon as my grandpa got on Facebook, end scene. That's You're, a wait. Wrap. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't need to be on this anymore. Uh, wait, is your grandfather actually on Facebook? Yeah, he is, and I am not on Facebook. I mean, God bless I mean, him for figuring that out. I guess out. it helps him practice. <laughs> also i did have a question that your twitter bio says ghetto punk princess yeah explain that to us okay so i like to think of my upbringing as like a hybrid of like you know because my family's from east oakland right actually my family is from pretty much the exact same area where ryan coogler is from ryan coogler uh who made black panther okay the director uh, and did fruitville station mm-hmm. who um and i uh i didn't know him personally but like i met oscar grant who uh because he used to work at the, the butcher counter at farmer joe's um so not Trader Joe's, not Farmer Trader Joe's, Joe's. <laughs> Farmer Joe's, yeah, okay. um, stepbrothers. Uh, so I have this really, you know, I have like that part of my life, but then also I felt like when I got into like a high school, I felt more like a punk. Sure, sure, sure. I just feel like I'm a legit hybrid of the two worlds and a princess, and I'm a princess, of course. I mean, I mean, so it speaks for itself, basically. Yeah. Is someone it- actually, I had a conversation with someone and they were talking about how mumble, mumble rap is very much like English punk. It's oh. like not very talented musicians right. who have this cool thing to say and this following and they kind of represent the, uh, the counterculture of their time. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's really cool. <laughs> I've never <laughs> even heard of cool. mumble rap. Yeah. yeah. Isn't 21 Savage like mumble rap? Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 no Buster Rhymes. No, <laughs> remember those days? It's no Buster Rhymes. No Buster no Rhymes. That's my my those Twitter bio is I'm no Buster Rhymes. <laughs> I'm trying. Um, Daniela, we've reached the end of the podcast. Thank you so much for being here. But before you go, we give each guest a personalized fortune cookie. Oh my god! Just for them. Oh my god! So, Do you make this? Um, well, sort we, of. we steamed it open and put in a fortune. Just for you. Wow. <laughs> this is so cool. One time I accidentally made fortune cookies. I don't know how that's how is possible. That possible? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, this is I'm so excited. All right, I'm opening it. I'm okay. opening it. I'm unfolding it. It's very long. Yeah, yeah. It's like in Beetlejuice when they, they pull out the, <laughs> the, the, number. Long, the number. Okay. It says it will be revealed that at the real middle finger Instagram has been run by Jeff Goldblum this whole time. Oh, oh my mind would be. Could you imagine? <laughs> I would literally reach like the, 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 whatever the stratosphere. You, you, like you, I would turn into just electrons. Yeah. You just shoot straight up to Nirvana <laughs> yeah. and never come back. Shoot yeah, universe, that would be universe it. brain. Yeah. 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 yeah totally. <laughs> uh, well, Danielle, thank you so much for being here thank and you. taking the time in the middle of this insane press tour that you're on right now. Where can people find you on social media? If they want to follow all the shenanigans and everything that's going on with uh, you. If you want to follow the shenanigans and you want to have a good time, mm-hmm. the party is at not <laughs> Daniela Pineda. And on Twitter, it's at Maniela, which is my name, Daniela, but with an M. Okay. Because that's what my friend growing up used to call me. They're telling me to change that, but I'm not going (laughs) to fucking change that. Stand up for yourself. Yeah. 
Yeah. And uh, that small movie, Jurassic World. Oh, yeah. And there's some movie called Jurassic World 2 Fallen Kingdom uh, that comes out June 22nd. <laughs> that you can go check out, I guess, if you want. Um, but but you make should, sure. all your friends. Yeah. And check her out because you you're genuinely so funny and so fun to follow online. That sounds like the creepiest stalker thing to say. <laughs> no, but, it makes me really happy, actually. I'm very flattered. <laughs> you got it. Thank you so much for being here. We'll see you guys next time on another episode of Not Too Deep. Goodbye. Whoop. Too deep, too deep, too deep, not too deep. Who's Grace Helbig? Not Too Deep is a production of Grace Helbig Incorporated. Produced and directed by Jack Ferry. Producer Melissa D. Mons. With writing by Diane Kang. Audio support by Chris Henry. Editing by Melissa D. Mons. And an extra special thank you to Flula for the theme music. (laughs) 